Hey everyone, welcome back to the Steve Luke podcast, live business trading and all the bullshit in between episode two. So in this episode, I want to speak about Forex trading, specifically wins losses and the psychology around both of those subjects. Now we know a lot of people get into Forex trading because they see friends and family winning a lot of money from trading, but nobody gets into the world of Forex because they see friends and family losing a lot of money from trading. So immediately, as soon as they enter the market, They already have that mindset of, I can make a lot of money, this is easy, this can change my life, and this is get rich quick. But they will soon find out, as have all of us that started trading, that this is never the case. Just as with life, you have good days, you have bad days. You have good weeks, you have bad weeks. You have ups, you have downs. And with trading, you have wins and you have losses. There has to be balance in everything that happens in life, especially in trading. So once you start to realize that it takes no skill whatsoever to enter a winning trade, a novice to the market could simply open a laptop, press buy or sell and be successful. You also need to realize as well that once you have a winning streak, you will also have a losing streak. But when you take into consideration and when you understand that trading is then about a game of numbers, For example, you could take 10 trades, risking 1% each time. You could lose six, win four. And if you've got a one to three risk reward ratio, you'll still come out at the end 3% in profit. But you've lost 60% of your trades. You will know that I always preach, never risk more than 1% on any trade at any time. There is no guaranteed profits. There is no guaranteed position. All we are looking for is the highest probability setup. And when you enter a trade, you have to accept within yourself there's a higher probability that you're going to lose that 1%. But that's why it's called risk reward. And the reason that people have the negative psychology is because they always risk too much. They risk more than they can afford. And then if they lose, they will then top up their account again and they will risk two times the amount just to try and get that previous money back. Then, because they've over leveraged, they lose again, they blow their account, they'll top it up again, and again, risk two times more again at that point to try and win the two trade losses back. And it's a vicious circle. And this is where people start to worry, people get anxiety about a trade, people can't sleep when they've got a trade on. But if you manage your risk properly and you know every single time, Let's say you have £100 in your account and you're risking 1%. You can lose 100 trades before you blow that account. That certainly isn't going to happen. You won't lose 100 trades in a row because even if you don't know what you're doing, you can still win and have winning streaks just by pressing buy or sell. But the whole purpose of a strategy is to have an edge in the market to then enter a sample of trades and give your edge time to play out in your favour to make sure that you could be profitable with a structured risk reward ratio and strategy and trading plan. So let's talk about wins and the psychology around winning. When you start having a winning streak, if you win two, three, four, sometimes go on a 10 trade winning streak, you go into what I call God mode. And this is a, a warning sign to stop trading. God mode is you become cocky, you think you've cracked it, you know exactly what's happening in the market. And then at that stage, 
what you start to do, let's say you've won 10 trades in a row, so you've won 30% risk in one to three risk reward. What you start doing is then doubling your risk because you think, well, I made 30%. If I risk 2% a trade, I can make 60% and so on. So then people start then risking, let's say 2% a trade and start and, and lose the next five trades. They've already significantly eaten into their profit. They then want to get that money back. So what do they do? They still have it in their mind. Yes, I know what I'm doing. That was just a bit of bad luck. I'll then risk even more. And they end up from going from 30% to actually going 10% down, 5% down, or just being down generally in their account. So this is, what, this is why it's important when you do have a winning streak to step away from the market because you don't want to give all that money back to the market. Don't ever get to a stage where you are so confident in the market that you think nothing can touch you, you have this winning strategy, and that's it, based on the fact that you've had a good week. Because you'll sure as hell have a shit week the week after, or the week after that. You can have great weeks, you can have great months, but you can also have losing streaks at last months. So this is why it's important when you have wins to check yourself, to make sure that you're humble, you accept what the market gives you, don't go into the God mode and make sure that you stick to your strategy because once you've had that winning streak, you know that losing streak is on its way. Now, the other side of trading, losses, losses, losses. Everybody loses when they first start. You have to get comfortable with your losses because you will have way more losses when you first start than you will wins. I did. Every other trader that I've spoken to did. Now, the way I became comfortable with losses is quite funny because I became comfortable because I had so many. I was used to it. When you open your MT4 and you see red on your screen, it used to um, frustrate me. I used to get anxiety from it. I just used to hate it. If I had a, a loss, I'd have a bad day. I'd go in a mood. My girlfriend at the time would say to me, what's wrong with you today? And I didn't want to say to her, oh, yeah, I've lost. I've lost my trading today. Because everyone, friends, family, they don't understand trading when you first start. So they all think it's a gimmick. They don't realize that you can get the skill, you can be profitable, you can be consistent with discipline over time. So it's difficult to speak to people when you have losses because they tend to say, well, I told you so. Why are you putting more money into account? So there's no one that you can really speak to unless you're with a group of traders, you know, as part of a for example, my mentorship, or if you're um, a, a student with another company, it's difficult to speak to anybody and to understand that losses happen all the time. I didn't realize when I first started that people lost. I would just see on Instagram or any social media, people winning, winning, winning constantly. Nobody showed their losses. But again, I can guarantee you the majority of people have more losses than not. But again, as I've said to you at the beginning, it's about a game of numbers. If you can be disciplined and stick to your 1% risk with a fixed risk reward ratio, then you will come out on top, you will win. No matter how many losing trades that you'll have. The way to become a successful trader is of course, by having an edge in the market and letting that edge play out. But also it's not about increasing how many wins you have. It's about reducing the losses. So what I would recommend is if you're just starting out, or even if you've been trading for a year, why not load some money into an account 
and just try and keep it. Don't try and make loads of money off it. Just try capital management. Try and keep your capital. When you enter a trade, you want to be moving to break even. Obviously, that all depends about your trading plan and what pays your trading when you wouldn't break even. But just try and keep hold of your capital. And you will see, if you're looking after your capital, you may have a few break-evens. But when you do win a trade, your account will start growing and growing and growing. And that was a turning point for me, was that instead of loading an account and trying to make 10% or even 5%, maybe like 5% a month, 10% a month or whatever, or even 3% a month, I just said to myself, right, I'm not going to try and make that. All I'm going to do is just try and keep the money that I've got in my account. It was something completely different to what I'd done before. Because what I'd done when I first started out, I'd load my account and then I'd go up a little bit and then I'd go down a little bit. I'd go up a bit more, then I'd go down even more. And it was a vicious circle. I'd never had really that consistency of having that steady curve up in profit within my account. So just try that. I can guarantee you it will help. It's something different to think about and consider. But if you can manage capital management and keep hold of the capital in your account, those winners will come and your account will grow. Another skill to master as part of discipline is not being in a trade. Have you ever opened the charts, plotted out a trade and not entered it? And just watch it come to your entry, watch it go to profit, watch it hit your TP without even pressing buy or sell on your MT4. You've got to understand that, again, being in the market for a long period of time increases your exposure to losses. This is why as part of one of my strategies, I will get into the market and I'll get out for an intraday trade. I'll go in and get a one to three, one to five and get out within a couple of hours. I don't want to be in the market longer than necessary for then Boris to come on the TV and tell me that everything's gone to shit again and then for the pound to drop and for me to get taken out on a big spike just because of fundamentals. So if you can stay out of the market and only enter when you find a trade that has all your confluences, again, you're limiting your exposure to losses. The longer you're in the market, the more chance you've got of losing. And what we're trying to do is reduce the amount of losses rather than increase the amount of wins because the wins will come. But it's the losses that everybody struggles with And it's the losses that create the bad psychology, that create the revenge trading, which also then create the over-leveraging to then blow the account. So try that next time you're on the chart. Plot it out. Don't take the trade. Just sit and watch what would happen. Now, don't get me wrong. I've made all of these mistakes. I've jumped into the market when I didn't need to. I've woken up in the morning, looked on my phone, entered a trade without even looking at the analysis on my trading view. These are all mistakes I've gone through in the past. I think as traders, we're quite addicted to trading. We love the charts. We're addicted to seeing the numbers on the MT4. But this is gambling. If you're not analyzing properly and entering when you have a trade with a lot of confluences that meets your, your strategy or your plan, all we're looking for is that fix. We're looking to get into the market to have that trade. And again, this is another problem that people struggle to get over. If you can just be patient and wait for all these little crappy trades to get out of the way for them to only enter when you've got that trade with all your confluences, you will have a better win streak. Your your profit in your account will continue to increase. As long as you can stop taking these little individual trades 
in between that. Say you've got a level at the top and a level at the bottom, and your plan is just to trade from the level at the top down to the level at the bottom. But then all of a sudden, in between that price range, you see something, you see a reversal pattern, or whatever it may be, you see an evening star, and you think, well, okay, so price is now going down, I'm going to enter a sell, I'll put my stop above, and then what happens? It comes out and takes you out. Will happen time and time again. And then you look back on your MT4 or your trading view, and then you can see why. You can see why you lost, and you are angry at yourself. And you say to yourself, why the hell have I entered that trade? I can see it's not a winner now looking back. Price then comes up to your optimal entry and you don't take it because you've already had a loss and you've got that negative psychology. But when it comes to your optimal entry, it does exactly what you'd planned on your on your trading view. And then you get fear of missing out. So then you enter too late. Price comes up, spikes you out. But had you gotten into the optimal entry, you'd be at break even and still in profit. So this is something else that needs to be mastered. Again, it will take time. I can tell you this. Anybody else that's traded before can tell you this. But truly, the only way you will learn is by making the mistake yourself, getting so fed up with yourself for making these mistakes, that you then make that change and make that switch. And you say, forget all these little trades in between. You haven't got to be in a trade every single day. I didn't trade the day before yesterday. There was nothing there. No opportunities. So I didn't go into the market. But then when my opportunity did present itself yesterday, I got a one to four and a one to eight within the space of a couple of hours because I've waited. Something that helped me realize this was a book called Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. It's a fantastic book. It really helps with psychology. I recommend that all my mentees read Trading in the Zone because it just gives you that understanding that, again, it's a numbers game. He talks about in there about obviously these big city traders. Some of the traders that you would look up to, obviously some of the best traders in the world, have had to master not taking these shitty little trades in between. You know, I think he mentions in his book as well that one of the guys would take these shitty little trades all the time and just continuously lose. But because he made so much money from the optimal trades, he just took these little trades as a hobby. And that's how he dealt with it. He would always end in profit because these big trades would come in massively and risk less on these little trades, but he was just addicted. And so if you can master this and read the book as well, then I think it will help your psychology no end. Because it, it also mentions in the book that, for example, if you've got a casino and their edge over the player is something like 1%. But if you let that play out over time, over a number of games of blackjack, then eventually that 1% is going to work out in your favor. So if you've got someone that's winning at the table and they don't walk away, and they keep winning, and they keep giving their money back. Because the, casino, because the casino overall has that 1% edge, eventually, all the winnings that that player had will be given back to the casino, and the casino will be in profit. And so that's what it's about. That's when we look at risk-reward. That's why we say risk-reward is key, along with patience to know when to strike, and to make sure that you're always risking the same, so you have that consistency. Well, this takes a lot of discipline, don't get me wrong. And again, as I've said already, you have to make the mistakes yourself to break through those mistakes. Even though you can be disciplined, even if you have a winning streak and then you go on and you keep entering trades because you think you're untouchable and you think you're getting everything right, that's negative psychology following a winning streak. 
you've got negative psychology because you've lost a trade. Therefore, you're not willing to take the optimal trades that you have planned out. Again, how many times have you planned out a trade and then because you've lost, then you've not taken it and it's gone in your direction. So then you're angry with yourself. So then you look for another trade to take and then you lose. And again, it's just that circle, that repetition that you need to get out of your system. It takes time. It takes these mistakes to be made. But eventually, I promise you, if you if you stick to trading and you stick with it and you can recognize those mistakes in yourself, so you know that you need to fix those mistakes, you will make progress and you will eventually be consistent. One other thing I wanted to speak about on here is that a lot of people who get into trading follow signal providers. And again, this can have a massive uh, effect on trading and your psychology. So if you don't really have much experience and you pay for a subscription for a signal provider, what you need to understand is that you are just copying the trades that are given to you. You're not actually getting the knowledge. You're not learning how to enter the trade yourself. You're not learning how to analyze and you will never learn how to trade by doing that. And what you've got to understand is that let's say you have one signal provider at the top. Then that signal provider has someone in his group. That person in his group will then make his own signal telegram and then sell that to you. And then someone in your group will then make a signal telegram based on that group and then sell that to someone else. And what happens is actually by the time the signals come down to you, the trade is already gone. They've been diluted. They're not the proper positions. The stop loss has to be altered. The take profit has to be altered. And they just don't work. Sometimes as well, I've heard stories of signal providers being paid by the broker. So the broker will give the signals to the signal provider. The signal provider will pass it on to you. And when you lose, the broker will pay the signal provider. Because the brokers are getting paid for all the money you're putting into the market based on their own signals. So one thing I can highly suggest and recommend, never, never, never pay for a signal provider. Do not follow signals religiously. If you want to be successful in the Forex market, yes, this will take time. It can take years for you to be consistent. But believe me, as soon as you have that skill, this is a skill you've got for life. This is a skill that you can make money from, your, from the palm of your hand sat anywhere in the world. The one turning point for me was when we were on the way back from the Maldives and I was making money on the plane and the money that I made from the trade in about half an hour for, paid for the entire business flight. And that's just crazy. Like, looking back at it, I'd have never even thought that was possible. I remember when I had days when I had my head in my hands thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to crack this. And, you know, I just have to wake up the next day and go again and go again. And another thing that I want to speak about is trading when you've had a bad day. So I was told at the beginning of my journey that if I want to trade, make sure you're in a good mindset, you're in a good mood, and you haven't got anything else on your mind that can uh, block your judgment. And I didn't. I thought that was a load of bollocks. I thought, look, you know, if I'm looking at the market and I'm looking at the charts, it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. I know what price is doing, so I'll still enter the same trades. Forget that. That was good advice I was given initially. So if you've had an argument with your girlfriend, with your wife, with your brother, with your mother, with your father, anybody, and you're in a bad mood, I'd highly recommend don't going onto charts. Because I've noticed when I was in a bad mood, that's when I'd lose. When I've been in a good mood, when my head has been clear, that's when I've had those great trades. 
it seriously affects your ability to analyze the market. Also as well, if you're in a bad mood and you know, you're being aggressive, you're going into the market, you're more aggressive than you would be normally, you know, you're putting a bigger stop loss than you would normally, you're putting a longer take profit that's unrealistic, it's going to affect your trading. So again, if you're having a bad day, for whatever reason it may be, if something's pissed you off at work or anything, don't go into the markets, just take a day off. The market's aren't going anywhere. So you haven't got to be in the market today. You can open your laptop and have a look at it tomorrow or the other day or another day. Just something to consider if you've been having losing streaks. Always look back. If you, if you make a log of your trades and you can go back and you can see, well, yeah, I had a bad day and I, I lost three trades there. More, more often than not, that's the reason why. Because you're in a bad mood, you've got that negative psychology and that will come through on your charts and your trading. And finally, before I go into answer some of the questions that I got on my IG, the best thing that you can do to monitor your trading success is to have a journal, have a trading plan as well. I want you to write down in a trading plan what risk you're going to put on every single trade, why you're going to enter a trade, what are your confluences, when are you going to get out of a trade, what are you going to do when you have a winning streak, what are you going to do when you have a losing streak. Have a plan laid out and stick to that plan. You've got to have discipline to be consistent. Also as well, I'd recommend taking a screenshot before and after of every trade you take. I know it's a bit tedious, but again, this is how you learn. You can then go back and see when price is played out, if you were wrong, and then if you were wrong, why? What went wrong? What didn't you see? What didn't you understand? And that will help you. You can put on there as well, whether you had a 1% loss, or whether you had a 3% gain, put on the date, put on the price you entered, where you exited, did you move your stop loss to break even or not? And that will help you and you've got a guide. So, you know, in the future, you can look back on that and you can see where you started, you can see your journey. But I guarantee if you do have a trading log and you review it at the end of every week, it will help you grow. It will help with your trading success. And finally, this will happen, so I need to mention it. You could have the perfect analysis. You could have drawn everything right on your chart. It could be part of your plan. You enter the trade and you still lose. You haven't done anything wrong. That's just part of trading because there is no guaranteed trade. There's no guaranteed profit. All we're doing is using probability and using our edge to try and get a winning position. So don't worry. Don't think, you know, what have I done wrong? Why have I lost? Losses happen. I could take the same trade three times and win. On the fourth time, I'll lose. Even though my confluences were the same, I use the same strategy, I use my trading plan, I use risk management, but that's just part of the game. So again, you've got to realize you've got to get comfortable with losses. Don't let them rule you by fear. Losses will happen more often than not. It's just, if you can have your risk management on point, then you will come out profitable and then look again for the long term. Don't look to see what happens today. Don't look to see what happens at the end of the week. Why not see where you are at the end of the month? Because you might have the first shit week of the month and you lose every single trade. But the next three weeks, you could win. So just let your edge play out. Look over the long term. Please don't worry too much about losses because the wins will come. And then if you are having that winning streak, then take a step back. Don't give all the money back to the market. Keep it for yourself. Withdraw it buy something nice and enjoy your profits.
So questions. I had a lot of questions that were sent to me for IG, so thank you very much. The first question that I'll answer is, any tips on the best way to backtest? All I would do is I would find, I'd go to the daily. I would then find a random point in price that you haven't traded previously. Put your hand against the screen so you can't see the price actually moving forward. Use the backtesting tool and then click on the candles and then go down to whatever time frame you need and start backtesting from there. Next question. What's your average risk, risk to reward ratio? So I like to go for a minimum of one to three. I would probably say average is about one to five, something like that, uh, depending on what sessions I'm trading and depending what time frame I'm using. How can you know the real support and resistance? That just comes with time and confidence. All you need to do is just keep practicing once you've back-tested, once you're forward-testing. You know, you've got to remember, I've been looking at these charts every day probably for the last three years. So then, and it comes with confidence. You know, I used to draw a line on a chart. I think, how do I know that that line's right? That's the line that I've drawn. Why should that be right? Um, so yeah, just after time, after confidence, and uh, keep back testing and forward testing, and then you will then be able to understand where the real support and resistance really is. Again, um, how to know that it's the end of a trend and it's reversal time? You can look for. Um, candlestick formations, candlestick patterns. Um, there are specific things that I look out for to know when it's the right reversal, but I won't go that in here as that's part of my mentorship um, and only the mentees get that information. And again, how did you develop your strategy? So it's a mixture of different things that I've learned. Uh, I don't have one specific strategy that I follow. I react to price action at the time because you'll find you'll have a, a strategy for when price is trending a strategy for when price is consolidating um, or a strategy when price is breaking out. So it's about just having that whole picture rather than having um, one main uh, strategy. Another one, what is supply and demand? Is that everything? I don't use supply and demand uh, in my strategy, so I don't really know too much about that, to be honest. Any advice to a young trader 15 years of age? I started uh, last year. Right, so you're 15. Just um, get the right education, I suppose. You've got your whole life ahead of you. Uh, I know obviously in lockdown, you can't really go anywhere. So just spend your, your time studying. Obviously, you're looking in the right places. The fact that you're asking me, um, you know, there are others that you can follow on Instagram. There are YouTube videos that you can look at. Just get familiar with price action. I would uh, recommend maybe sticking to one to two pairs. You don't need more than two pairs. Forget that. People that say you want three to five pairs, absolutely no, that's rubbish. Um, you want one to two pairs. You can make a lot of money. And you can have a lot of wins just knowing uh, what one pair will do. So, yeah, just try and get some consistency with what you're doing. Keep back testing. Keep watching YouTube videos, and and just get the um, the right education. Let's see if we've got other questions that we've got on here. So, um, FOMO sitting on your hands while you're waiting for price to enter a position of interest. I suppose this comes down to what I said earlier is, you know, have your ideal trade setups and don't divert from those. So don't go with all the little moves in between. Um, wait for price to hit your level. Then when it's hit your level, then you know this is the analysis that you've done. You've got a reason for entering that trade. And yeah, just don't, especially if, if you've missed the trade, then don't just jump in to try and um, catch it fear of missing out just don't do it it's not worth it you will end up losing all right i've got a 
couple more questions that I just let me have a look. So finally, how do you get good education? Um, again, so I've tried a lot of things. Um, some education things I've done have been scams. Uh, other ones have been beneficial. I think it's just that you, you will know the traders from the marketers. So a trader will show you trading. A marketer will just show you a lifestyle. We'll say, you know, a rented Lamborghini or whatever it may be. Um, so just don't fall for the marketing. Don't fall for all the flashy websites, flashy everything, um, promises of this, that, and the other, promises that we can give you this. You know, and literally trying to, th you know, throw Forex down your throat, that's not what it's about. You just want to find someone that's actually just a trader that will just obviously give you little tips and, you know, tries to help the, the trading community. Uh, yeah, you don't need all these these big companies because it, it, a lot of them tend to be scams, to be honest. But I'll, le I'll leave that there. Um, and that's all the questions that I'm going to answer for this week. All I would say is if anyone has any questions, then feel free to, to reach out to me. Um, I want to try and help as many people as, as I can. Take your time in the markets. Be patient. Have a good plan, a good strategy and execute the best trades with the most confluences. I hope everybody has a great week, and I'll be back again soon with the third episode. Take care, everyone.